Good to see everybody here today under the pavilion, church in the park. How many are going to need to be forced to go into a building come maybe September, right? We're going to have to rally everybody and forcefully push everyone into the building. Not really. We thank God for everything that he's doing uh, with the building and uh, with the church. We know that the church is not a building, amen? The church is uh, people. The church is all about what the Bible calls the ecclesia, the called out ones, the assembled people. See, God calls us out of the world. He calls us out of death. He calls us out of the darkness, calls us in to his wonderful light, to his wonderful life, and into a, a ministry of reconciliation to bring everyone back to God. And that's our quest for Steel City Church. Amen. We're not a social club, although social, so social things go on. We're not a social justice uh, w w warriors. We, we war with the gospel, amen? But what we do is we compassionately reach out to folks so that the gospel will have free reign, open hearts and open doors, and that's what we're doing. So we thank God for everybody that, that donates. You can pick up your list here if you want to donate goods for the upcoming school year. We have... Uh, the Fridays, we hand out the, the backpacks of uh, food, the bags of food, and um, that's a great thing about the table that we'll have in a school telling people about our church and our ministries. Isn't that awesome? So that is uh, definitely a miracle that God has supplied, supplied for us. So we thank God. Before we get into the Word of God, let's, uh, let's pray. And uh, we'll be turning to Matthew chapter 16 and just talking about the church and talking about how we can be more involved in the kingdom of God and what God is doing through his church at Steel City. Lord, we thank you for your great love. We, we thank you today for this wonderful pavilion that you've supplied. We can be out in, in your creation, see the wonders and the amazement of your handiwork. We thank you, God, for the sun, the moon, the stars, the trees, your creation, O oh God, the cosmos. We thank you, creator God, for what you have done in the beauty and the majesty, the splendor of your handiwork. But God, we also thank you so much that you are redeemer, God, and you have created new life, blossomed the very spirit of the living God within us because of the birth, the new birth that happens when we place our faith and trust in Jesus Christ, turn from our sins, confess you as Lord and Savior. What happens, we become alive, not only to the creator and the creation of God, but we come alive, we come alive to this great salvation and the calling that you have called us to be. You have called us out to gather us together to scatter us to the world, to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, that we are ready, oh God, we are ready. So, Lord, we pray that you would bless your word today in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. Amen. It would be interesting to have everybody come on up, not today, but everybody come on up and share their experience with church. Amen? Because everybody has so many varied uh Varied circumstances and situations uh, that uh, with church. Now, I was uh, I was born on the first pew 
of a church. My mother spewed me forth on the... No, I'm just kidding. But actually, I was, uh, I was born into a pastor's family. So every time the door was open, we were at church. We were there. And uh, yeah, so what happened was, as a kid, you get a little bit like, hey, I don't really feel like hanging out over here all the time at this church, you know? And I realized that there's got to be something bigger, better, more authentic, more real than going to a building and being with people. We could go to a bar and be with people, and everybody will know our name, right? The great thing about the church of Jesus Christ is that God calls us to be a part of his eternal destiny and purpose. And the adventure is, is that we have this reckless abandonment to the, to the things of God because of his great love that's been shed abroad in our hearts by the power of the Holy Spirit, that God would use you to share the gospel, that God would use me to bring someone back to God, to receive new life, to receive the spirit of the living God, to have their eyes open to the, all of a sudden, like a baby spewed forth from her mother's womb, the kingdom of God opened up to us where we see spiritual things, not just earthly, right? The Bible says that we live this life not by sight. We live this life of Christ by faith. Isn't that awesome? Because if you look around today, it's insanity on, on every turn. You get your eyes on this world. You get your eyes on this culture, on this age. You will suffer with depression, you'll suffer with anxiety, you will suffer with stress. You keep your eyes on the things of God, the eternal perspective of the grace and the power and the working of God throughout all eternity. There's a faith that rises up within your heart and life, isn't there? And it's so wonderful. Let's turn over to Matthew chapter 16 and we'll read about uh, the Pharisees and the Sadducees. See, the Pharisees, they were, they were fair. They were fair because they believed in the resurrection. The Sadducees, see, they were sad, you see, because they didn't believe in the resurrection of the Lord. But the Pharisees and the Sadducees were filled with what the Lord called leaven. And in this particular passage of scripture that we'll read, leaven speaks of his hypocrisy. Leaven speaks of corruption. Levin speaks of self-righteousness and a religiosity and a spiritual arrogance that uh, puts its fist and its face in the, very in, in the face in the, of the very character and nature of God. And Jesus always came against that, didn't he? Always against religiosity, always against self-righteousness, always against man raising themselves on, on a level higher than other folks. The Pharisees used to do this all the time. The Sadducees used to do this all the time. They'd enter the temple, and they'd have trumpets go off. Okay? That's like me with our first Sunday in the church building, having all you guys with trumpets. Blow the trumpet, and I walk in. <laughs> Hi, I'm here. Not happening. Thank you. 
Thank you. See, the beauty of being a Christian today is that we are free and we are glad and we are passionate about being servant leaders. You know why? Because our great God and Savior stepped off the very throne of God. Amen? Found himself not robbery that he would be stripped of his majesty and splendor, come down as an infant, be vulnerable to humanity, mankind, and its corruption, its decay and degradation, to win our salvation. That's the kind of God that we serve. Philippians 2 tells us that now we have that very same mind of Christ. Amen? To serve and to give and to love and to have an open hand when it comes to the things of God and even to our possessions. You know, and we talked about it before, what's God's is God's. What's yours is God's. Amen? And you are stewards of that for his glory and for his honor. And we give him such praise and adoration. Let's, let's read about the fair Pharisees and the sad Sadducees and the wonder of this great confession that we base the church of Jesus Christ on. Here we go. Matthew chapter 16 and verse 5. When the disciples reached the other side, they had forgotten to bring any bread. Jesus said to them, watch and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. They began discussing it among themselves, saying, we brought no bread. But Jesus, aware of this, said, oh, you have little faith. Why are you discussing among yourselves the fact that you have no bread? Do you not yet perceive, do you not remember the five loaves for the 5,000 and how many baskets you gathered? Or the seven loaves for the 4,000 and how many baskets you gathered? How is it that you fail to understand that I did not speak about bread? Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, the corruption, the hypocrisy, the self-righteousness, the religiosity, the traditions of man over the character, nature, and word of God of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Then they understood that he did not tell them to beware of the leaven of bread, but of the teaching of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Now, when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, others say Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? And this is the quest for all of us, amen? We go from who do people say that Christ is to an intimate and intricate relationship with Jesus Christ where we can answer personally who we think Jesus Christ is, amen? And with all the faults and weaknesses of Peter, he declares this awesome revelation that was given to him by, by the Heavenly Father of who Jesus Christ is. And here it goes. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter replied, you are the Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, blessed are you, Simon, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. I tell you today, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Oh, yes. Oh, do you feel, Marlene, do you feel the comfort in that wonderful statement? Amen. Ah, the church of Jesus Christ. Jesus' promise is that he will build his church. Everybody go. Ah, amen. 
He will build his church. He will build his church as long as we continue to declare Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. No other name given among men under heaven whereby we must be saved but the name of Jesus Christ. You see, they, they say that we are a- exclusive. We are inclusive. Jesus was inclusive with the gospel, wasn't he? Jesus said, whosoever will may come. Isn't that a great revelation to you today? That nasty neighbor down the street, Jesus says, whosoever will may come. That relative that you have a problem with, there's a little breach of a relationship, Jesus says, whosoever will may come. Maybe that manager, that boss at work, that you secretly in your mind murder every day because you hate, that person, Jesus says, whosoever will may come. What an awesome salvation. Jesus is no respecter of persons, does not show favoritism, amen? But he comes against this hypocrisy and corruption of the flesh and the sinful nature that lifts man above God, that brings the traditions of men into the church and into religion rather than the character and the nature and the grace and the word and the truth of God. And this is awesome. Gates in the, old, uh, in the ancient world were powerful, powerful things. Gates allowed people into the city. Usually the cities were walled. Most of the attacks came against the gates because once they got through the gates, the enemy could storm in and uh, wreak havoc on that city. And it's good to know that Jesus puts us on the offensive. Amen? I've never seen gates picking themselves up and running after people. The gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. The church of Jesus Christ, because of the victory that Christ wrought on the cross over sin, death, and hell, we are victorious overcomers today because of what Christ has come. Do you feel the victory that God has for you today? Even in your midst of sorrow? Maybe in your midst of wondering how you're going to get through financially? Even in the midst of broken relationships, Jesus Christ is the victor. And our lives are hidden with Christ in God today. We are victorious. We are overcomers today. Even in the midst of battling with our weaknesses and our faults and our stupidity and our jerkiness, we are victorious today. Amen? Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. In the Old Testament, we read how at the gates, all the city leaders would meet, all those in authority, all those that that had the sovereignty of power, and they would formulate plans and uh, formulate strategies on how to govern the people within those walls. And when Jesus says, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it, what he's saying is that the strategies and the tactics and all the governing authorities and powers and principalities that, that uh, form their strategy against the church of Jesus Christ, they will not prevail. 
Amen? The Bible speaks about us being, uh, having the capacity through the power of the Holy Spirit, the Word of God, to tear down strongholds, to demolish arguments and speculations and perceptions and perspectives that raise itself up against the knowledge of God. We, through the power of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God, demolish all that stuff and tear those strongholds down. Amen? Gates of hell, we're coming after you, and we're breaking through. Amen? Through the strategies of the enemy and all that he's set himself up to come against us. You know, I would have loved to have been around to experience the party on Friday night in hell. When Jesus died. Amen. Oh, all the excitement, all the thrills, all the exclamations of victory and overcoming. And we have finally destroyed the God of the universe and we shall reign. But the clock was ticking. Amen. As it always does. Time keeps on slipping, slipping into the future. And all of a sudden, Sunday comes and Jesus is raised from the dead. Amen. Oh, man. The party was over. Amen? Jesus Christ has won the victory. Sin, death, and hell. Ah, yes. Let's bask in that revelation this morning. Jesus Christ is the victor. And our lives are hidden with Christ in God. Victorious, overcoming. Hooper Nikeo. Super conquerors through the name of Jesus Christ. So, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. Does that encourage you today? When we go through battles and struggles, when we as a church uh, suffer hardship or we suffer breaches in relationships, how many know that you guys are not perfect? Amen. How many know that probably the greatest hurt that you will receive is from family? Amen? Family. Know this. We will hurt each other. But know this, that Christ can bind us together and heal us and bring reconciliation. Amen? We're faulty. We're weak. But we have a true God. As we submit out of reverence for Christ to one another, he draws us together into this bond of peace. The spirit of unity, amen, where the power of the Holy Spirit can flow because we are declaring the gospel of Jesus Christ. What a powerful, powerful message that Jesus gave to his disciples. Uh, sometimes we ask, we don't have any bread. And Jesus has to remind, remind us, did I not provide for you here? Am I not providing for you here? Am I not Jehovah Jireh? Am I not the... The El Shaddai, God Almighty? Am I not the God of the universe? Am I not the God that has all the resources and all the blessings and all the anointing and all the favor that God will give us? Am I not that God? Amen? So if you're saying, where's the bread? Remember what God has done in the past. Because what he's done in the past, he's doing now. And we're expecting greater things in the future. Amen? He who began a good work in us, guess what? He's going to continue it, even if we don't want to. Amen? 
Even when we want to rebel a little bit, take a little vacation from Christendom and do our own thing. Jesus, like the hound of heaven, the Holy Spirit is after us, molding us, shaping us, and uh, fulfilling his mission in us. On your spiritual formation sheet, does everybody have a spiritual formation sheet today? If you don't, we want to we wanna get you one so you can, you can read. This will help us align ourselves in our, in our mission as a church, in who we are, our mission, our vision, what we value. And uh, this will help us in what we want to do for, for Jesus and what Jesus wants to do through us. How's everybody doing? All right. What is our mission? Why do we exist? Why are you here today? Why has God called us together? I know Titus is a book in the Bible. Okay, there it is. Yeah. All right. I was questioning it. I couldn't find it. Listen, why do we exist? The mission of Steel City Church is we've simplified it down to this phrase. We want to love God and love people. Amen? Amen. Love God and love people. What's the greatest commandment that God has given us? That we love the Lord God with all the heart, mind, soul, and strength and love our neighbor as ourselves. The love of God. Our former uh, mission statement was connecting people to a loving God. As we make the name of Jesus famous, loving together, growing together, and going together. Amen? Connecting people to a loving God. That's what we are all about, and that's what we want to do. We exist to express the gospel in word. Amen? Hey, the Bible says that we uh, defeat the enemy and hurt his self-esteem when we testify to the greatness and the goodness and the glory of God with our mouth, when we declare his goodness, demons tremble and demons flee. Amen? We love the testimony of the grace of God in our hearts and lives, how he saved us, the devil and his enemies, and the enemies, the enemy of our soul does not like to hear the testimony of the Lord, of his faithfulness, and how he's been so, so good to us. Also, we overcome him by the blood of the Lamb, by exalting the person and work of Jesus Christ on the cross, his burial, his resurrection, his ascension, his glorification, and now his high priestly work of intercession for us as our Savior and our high priest at the right hand of God. He's interceding for us, and he sends the Holy Spirit now to minister all the blessings and the prayers and the intercessions that God has for us. Guys, what a great God we serve. Amen? Doesn't your affections rise a little bit and your emotions rise when you think of the great love of our God that he saved us? We love God and we love people. We exist to express the gospel in word through connecting uh, life relationships, being in the school. When we were at the building, the leadership team the other night, we met a couple of the neighbors, which was, was awesome. And I want to tell you, for the glory of God, how both neighbors heard about us. And there's word in the community of what we do, which is goodwill. Amen? 
such a blessing to know. We won't get comfortable, but we'll appreciate God's work of building relationships, trusted relationships in the community. So we exist to engage the gospel in action by works of loving compassion, mercy, and justice. Amen? That's why you give once a month to a special, uh, a special offering. That's why we give every Sunday. Uh, the, Bible's, the Bible speaks of uh, God giving us everything, and we give a portion back to him to bless the kingdom of God and to do the work of the Lord. What is our vision? What do we want to see? The vision of Steel City Church is this. We're unfinished people resting in the finished work of Jesus as we rest in and celebrate the reality that God perfectly knows us and he loves us. There's no hiding, amen? God sees you, God knows you, and he loves you. And we naturally move forward because of that great love on and in mission, making disciples in our city through knowing and loving people and building trusted, loving relationships, declaring and demonstrating the gospel of Jesus Christ. What do we want to see? Number one, to see the lost and the broken come to a loving, saving knowledge and experience of salvation by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. Amen? We want folks to believe in Jesus Christ and be born again. Titus chapter 2, let's flip over there, verses 11 to 14. Titus chapter 2, I know it's in the Bible, here it is, amen. Titus chapter 2, 11 to 14, here it goes. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for how many people? All people training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions, to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age, waiting for our blessed hope. Amen? We've talked about hope today, haven't we? The appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Is there any question that Jesus Christ is God? Jesus Christ is God, the second person of the Trinity, the Godhead. He saved us not because the words are going to appear that I need to read, and it's verse 13. Waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us, here it is, to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify, sanctify, consecrate for himself a people for his own possession, who are zealous for good works. Amen? Oh, yes. We want to see people come to know Christ in a wonderful and powerful way. The Bible says that when we accept Christ as our Savior, we become new creations. The old is gone. The new has come. Amen? That newness, no doubt, takes a little while to work into our hearts. Amen? As the Holy Spirit is sanctifying us and making us new and helping us. So we want to see people uh, come to a saving experience of worshiping Jesus as Lord and Savior, worshiping. Now, these four points have an acronym that I'm going to give to you now, and uh, it's called WE. Okay? It's called WE. All right? 
You spell it W-E-E-E. -E -E. Wee! Okay? All right. What we want to see is we want people to come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and worship Christ as Savior and Lord, having no other gods before them. Amen? Secondly, we want to see believers mature in their faith in Jesus Christ. Um, it doesn't matter that you've been saved 30 years. If you haven't grown up and matured, you're just an infant, and the Bible speaks about infants, that with infants, spiritual infants, you can't give them meat, you can't give them solid food, you got to keep giving them the little, little doses of the milk of God's word. Amen? Aren't you glad today that we could go out anywhere we want to and have a meal that's awesome and wonderful? A 23-ounce porterhouse steak with mashed potatoes and gravy and broccoli and a peanut butter fudge piece of pie afterwards with a cup of coffee. That we can do. How many of you would like that? Then go get it. Okay, go get it. But listen, can you imagine if all you've been for the last 30 years is just sipping milk? Sipping milk and missing out on tasting the greatness of our God and the wonder of our God and maturing of the, in the faith and allowing God to change us from the inside. Get off the milk, people. Get off the nipple and get to the meat of God's word and allow the truth of God to change you, to grow you, and to mature you. Amen. That's what we want to see people mature in their knowledge of the grace and the wonder of who Jesus Christ is. Ephesians chapter 4, 15 and 16. We'll go there. Ephesians chapter 4, 15 and 16. Speaking the truth in love. Here it is. We are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped. When each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up. In love. Amen. The word of God, the power of the Holy Spirit, the authenticity of our brothers and sisters in their relationship with Jesus Christ. We're joined together, causes us to grow and be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. And that's what the world needs to see. Amen. So our second letter in our principle this morning is edification. Amen? Edification means that we build ourselves up in this most holy faith through the word of God and yielding to the power of the Holy Spirit, worship and edification. Then we get into number three, we see believers. To see believers humbly, sacrificially serve out of love for Jesus and in compassionate love to the community and the church using their special giftings Hey, everybody under this pavilion, you, yeah, you, you have a gift, amen? You have a gift given to you by God. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10 says, everyone has received a special gift, a multi-varied uh, multi, multi gift from the very grace of God. And God tells us to employ it or to serve it, to serve as stewards of that great gift. Amen? Stewards of the great gift of God, the giftings of God. 
are given to us so that we can serve and that we can, we can love. And you are the steward of the giftings of God. How many know you have a gift? Amen. How many want to... How many want to... When we, when we look at this new launch with Steel City Church, are you excited about using your gifts of God? the way God has graced you, the way God has blessed you, amen? Everybody has a gift. I was going to point out a few people and say, even these people have gifts, amen? But I'm not going to do that because I'd have to talk about myself. God gifts everyone for the glory of the Lord and for the gospel message of Jesus Christ. Use your gift. Be excited about the fact that God comes up alongside of you and he says, I want to use you. I want to, I want to allow you to be in the purposes of eternity and bringing people to Jesus Christ. Employ that gift. Our third letter today is expression. Amen? You know, Madonna came out with a song years ago called Express Yourself. I think she had a little bit of a different idea about what expression she was going. We no longer look at people according to the flesh. Amen? We don't look at somebody and say, wow, they're really blessed, and they have this, and they have that, and then that, 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 that. But maybe they don't know Jesus Christ. Amen? Right? We look at people through the spiritual eyes not according to the flesh. Let's express ourselves. Amen? What's a beautiful word in Scripture is this word transformation. Transformation is the word metamorphosis. What comes from this ugly, slug-like cocoon? Out comes this wonderful butterfly. Amen? That's called metamorphosis. The same word is used when Jesus was transfigured on the mountain, metamorphosis. He, he was looked upon as, as flesh, and then the disciples saw him in the sense of who he really is in, his, in his, all of his glory. And now this word metamorphosis is upon us, that we're being transformed by the grace of God moment by moment by moment, becoming the butterfly that God wants us to be because of his great love and his great, great grace. Get out of the cocoon, amen? Let God create who you are and all of the blessings that, that you are, transformed by the power and the glory of God. We talked last week about the love of God, amen? The love of God. We talked about the world. And here's the thing. Do not pattern yourself after the patterns of the world, amen? Don't conform yourselves to the pattern or the fashions of the world, but be transformed, be metamorphosized by the renewal of your mind. How many have things in your mind that you wish were gone? Amen? Things that settle in there and rent space in your heart and in your mind. Maybe it's past experiences. Maybe it's hurts. Jesus wants to come in and set you free from that and transform you by the renewal of your mind. How do we renew our mind? We read the word of God. 
Wednesday night is on. Amen. Men, 47 Highland, we're going to gather and we're going to read 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 3. Amen. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 3. What we do is we, we read the word of God and we let the word of God speak to us, transform us. So 2 Timothy chapter 3. Chapter 3. Right. Second book of Timothy, chapter 3. Okay. Timothy is in the Bible, too. It's right before Titus, in fact. Amen? Second Timothy, chapter 3, period. Okay. Yeah. All right. I've been doing this for a long time. You know what I'm saying? Okay. All right. So, everybody go, wee. All right, worship, edification, expression, and now we get into evangelism. Fourthly, we want to see a community of loving and growing disciples of Christ who live together in unity, love, and power to build his kingdom. How do we build his kingdom on earth? We are disciples that make disciples. Amen? That come alongside folks that are, are growing, come alongside folks that desire to grow in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's flip over to Matthew chapter 28. And uh, when you read this, you might think this is just for those dudes in priestly robes and fish hats. That's not true. This is for us. Every single one of you have the authority to go and preach the gospel and make disciples. Doesn't that thrill you today? Amen. You are and can be a disciple maker because of the authority and power of the Lord Jesus Christ. Matthew chapter 28, and we'll read verse 18. And then we'll go about down to 16. Matthew chapter 28, verse 16. Another instance in which Jesus Christ is God in this scripture. Amen? Because I don't know if you've seen the JW.org people. Uh, all dressed up in their masks, hanging out on corners. God help them. I'm so sorry for them. I'm so grateful that I don't have to work my way to heaven. Do you understand that? Heaven made its way down to me. Saved me by his grace. Steph and I were riding around and seeing all these Jehovah Witnesses hanging out on corners. And we just prayed for them. That they'd have this intimate, intricate relationship with the person of Jesus Christ, the Alpha and Omega, our great Savior and our God. Amen? That's our prayer. Here we go, verse 16. Now, the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, what did they do? They worshipped him. Amen? They worshipped him. But some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Go therefore and make disciples. Why? Because the very dunamis, power, ability, capacity, and capability of the Spirit of God reigns in you to preach the gospel and draw people to Jesus Christ. That's, that's your, your authority and your power given to you 
by our victor and by our savior, Jesus Christ, through the power of the Holy Spirit. Do you feel it today that your words can bring someone back to God? Amen? Oh, yes. Man, I'm preaching long, but you're comfortable, and it's okay, so let's just keep going. I'm going to finish up in a few minutes, and then the worship band will come, and uh, we'll just seal the deal in worshiping the Lord based on the word of God today. All authority in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. We're into, we're into nations today, aren't we? There's borders, right? Separate Nations, and we think in terms of the gospel in nations, in borders, in the Western philosophy and thought. The word here, nations, is ethne. It talks about people groups. Amen? People groups. And do you know Lackawanna is filled with a whole bunch of people groups, isn't it? And all you white Anglo-Saxon Protestants, there's other people out there in the world. Amen? <laughs> there's other people out there in the world. Thank God we've established relationships with the Muslim community. With the black churches, literally on the other side of the tracks, where we've worked together with them. See, there's the local visible church that is the building. Many churches are siloed. Everything takes place in that building. But then there is the invisible, universal church of the Lord Jesus Christ, and that's everybody, every nation, tribe, and tongue that has claimed Jesus Christ as Lord. Whether you're, you come from Yemeni or you come from Long Island, whether you come from Boston or you come from Bangladesh, we're together brothers and sisters in Christ because of what Christ has done. Amen? Oh, the gospel, Jesus Christ has broken down the wall of partition that kept us. Jew, Gentile, female, male, red, yellow, black, and white. They are all precious in God's sight. Amen? And today, if we can look at our biases and prejudices, all of us have it, concerning particular people groups, Jesus does not show favoritism. Whosoever will may come. Amen? We pray for our Muslim community. We pray for all our community that they'll come to a saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. People groups, that's what Jesus Christ desires, that people would come to know Christ. Remember this we principle, amen? That God has uh, commissioned us to bring people to Christ so that they worship God, worship Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. God has commissioned us together as the body of Christ to edify ourselves in our most holy faith, but to edify each other, to build each other up in this glorious, glorious faith. I have a friend named Doug Paluch that smacks me around all the time when he sees something not, not right in me, upside the head or maybe a kidney punch. You've seen him punch me before. That's cool. I love it. We need a friend that we can talk truth and authenticity to. Amen? Somebody to get up in your face and say, what are you doing, man? What are you doing? And together we can make our way back to Jesus, and serve him, edify, build each other up. Then we express ourselves. We express ourselves because ourselves have been saved by Jesus Christ. Amen? Express the salvation of the Lord. Get away from grumbling and complaining. 
Get away from murmuring. Get away from uh, renting space in your mind about perceptions and perspectives and things that are not godly, that are not righteous, that are not holy, that are not true, that are not praiseworthy. Get those things out of your mind. Amen? Take every thought captive. Bring it under the obedience of Jesus Christ and express who you really are in Christ. Let it go. Be all that you can be for Jesus. Worship, edification, expression, and then evangelism. When we think of evangelism, we think of maybe the clergy or we think of people that have A-type personalities that are outgoing. You might be sitting here very mellow, very quiet. It doesn't matter. Amen? It doesn't matter. God will provide opportunities for you to express your walk and faith and love in Jesus Christ in awesome, awesome ways. He'll bring people your way to share the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. You can read through. I'm going to ask the worship band to come up and we'll continue to worship the Lord. But you can read through our values what's really important to us. You can take this sheet home and just pray over it as we prepare to get into our building, as we pre prepare in a way to have a relaunch of Steel City Church. Very, very important, very, very significant. God is already stirring the waters for salvation. Amen? For the grace of God to speak to people's hearts. We've already talked to several people that desire possibly visit Steel City Church. There's the go and make disciples, yep. and then there's come and see what God is doing. Amen? So let's have a word of prayer, and then we'll worship the Lord together. God, we thank you for the fact that each one in this, under this pavilion is the church of Jesus Christ. Each one is gifted, graced by you to be the church to be that receptacle of the very presence and glory of God to reach folks for you. And we pray, O oh God, that as we worship the Lord here, we might think of one person that needs Jesus. And we'll pray for our families. We'll pray for our people. We'll pray for our community. That God, through Steel City Church, will touch folks with the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.